Hello, and thank you for joining us on today's uh, Common Sense podcast. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Timothy Crumley, and I'm here with Emma Cranston, uh, our other co-host. And today we're going to be talking about uh, 2022 uh, and the new year, expectations for the new year, how the holidays went, um, and just some things that we're observing and thinking about with our clients. Uh, But first here is a little bit more about our group. The Common Sense Wellness Network is a group of practitioners comprised mainly of mental health counselors, social workers, and nurse practitioners serving clients within New York State. We are primarily a tele-based practice, although we do also offer in-person services, and we've been in operation since the summer of 2018. You can find out more about us on our website at www.commonsensemh.com. Thanks. All right. So we'll just jump in and yeah, here we are. 2022. We made it. We did. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Um, Glad we can make this work. Uh, Awkwardly enough, I know we do have an episode that is, I think, going to be airing today or this week that's still from last year. So this is not going to come out for another couple of weeks, but that's okay. Um, Uh Yeah. But yeah. Uh, How were your holidays, Emma? How How did things go? Pretty smoothly. Um, we had, uh, you know, it's COVID still a thing. So we did see family, mm. which, you know, like last year, mm. last year, I don't know, 2020, whatever. We did not see anybody, you know, we were mm. very much like separated from, from the fam. Um, but for this year, we did get to go down and, and see folks, which was lovely and you know, a, a certain level of anxiety inducing, um, mm-hmm. you know, we rapid tested, we, you know, isolated as, as best we could mm-hmm. leading up to the holidays. Of course we, you know, there was a, a loss in my husband's family. So we had like services and stuff like uh, that a little bit earlier. So there was a level of necessary exposure, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we navigated, we got through. So it was overall, despite the loss, really a good holiday mm. season. Um, you know, I was impressed with just like my husband's whole family and their outlook of just like, you know, relief of pain and everything around like the loss that they did experience. Um, so it was you know, some good and some bad, but overall mm. a pleasant holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can speak for my household of my husband and I, uh, definitely a, a level of elevated anxiety after we got back with just, you know, winter in New York gets dry, which can mm. lead to like stuffier noses, which of course, but we're both like, oh God, this is a stuffy nose. What is this the beginning of? Right, <laughs> right. So we had a little bit of nerves after the fact, but, you know, luckily somehow we have all, nothing on wood, have all navigated healthily. So mm. we've been really, really fortunate. Um, yeah. Nice. How are your holidays? Nice. No, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, in terms of the, um, navigating loss, um, not, not in regards to that piece, but like in terms of just in general, like it sounds like even that being a part of it, it went well overall, if that yeah. sounds accurate. It, um, it captures it perfectly. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And no, it, um, for us, it was interesting because, well, we had plans to travel, um, for part of, so I think, 
let me think back for a moment. Yeah, it would have encompassed Christmas. So it would have been over Christmas. And then right up through New Year's Eve, we would have come back. Um, we, at the semi-last minute, decided not to, and primarily because of the variant. Um, okay. We're both vaccinated and both have the booster. So it wasn't even so much concern about our, ourselves, although I still don't want to get it. So I'm still mm-hmm. wanting to avoid that, of course. But um, less concerned about us getting it, and I think more so just not wanting to spread it or not wanting to be a part of, you know, 20 million people flying and traveling and, you know, just being a part of that process. Um, and, uh, you know, we have family that, well, everyone was very understanding, but we had family that was very understanding around it. And that kind of was like a, a, a nice out of it. Like, okay, like, you know, we don't need to force this. If it doesn't feel right or doesn't feel like the safest thing to do, let's just, you know, hold off. Um, I think we're going to have opportunities in the spring to visit and to fly over. So I think that will be fine. Um, but it was interesting because, you know, it was nice just staying home for sure and not having to deal with the travel. Um, and it's always that mixed experience of like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's a sense of loss, not seeing family, but it's also like, okay, but there's not a lot of pressure either to, be hosting anything or to be really doing anything aside from making sure my gifts go out online or through online vendors. It's, it's not, you know, um, which was, which was nice. Uh, interestingly enough. So my partner, um, has another job that he's working on top of the work that he does, um, for, for common sense. And so he was actually working on Christmas Eve. And then another friend of mine was busy, well, two other friends of mine, one was busy and the other was with her family because she's from here. So basically it equated to me just being home, which was kind of, it was nice. It was nice and quiet, but it was a little depressing because it was like, oh, like this is like the first Christmas that I've just been just alone. Like that's just, you know, um, my partner eventually came home later at night, but it was very late at that point. Um, so yeah. And I think just the fact too, that we're living in a different state. So doing it, you know, just in a whole new environment. Um, mm-hmm. But with all the transition, I will say, I mean, with all that being the case, it, it went well. It was, it was also nice that it was quiet. It felt good, you know, being at home, you know, and like I yeah. said, not having to travel during it um, and just kind of like letting myself just sort of enjoy that. Like, no, you just have time. I also struggle as I sure we talked on the podcast before with just not doing anything or not having structured time in general or even time that's not, work related. So, you know, trying not to do work or trying to trying to not find work to do. Cause that's, that was one thing that was happening too over the last couple of weeks was, you know, trying to find things to work on where I could be working on this, even though it's not something I need to do now at all, or it's not anything that's urgent. Um, so really trying to challenge that and just be like, well, no, actually maybe you just shouldn't be working period. And if it's related to work, it shouldn't be happening. Um, so challenge myself on that was successful at certain points with that. Um, but yeah, I did see some clients, but it was very much like, you know, Wednesday, Thursday on each week I had off. I gave myself mm-hmm. off, which was nice. Um, and it helps, too, when the rest of the world, so to speak, is, um, you know, whether people celebrate or not, our systems are based on this very, you know, kind of Christian holiday framework. So everything's closed. And there is, it is nice to be like, oh, the Thursday and Friday leading up to the weekend, nothing's happening. So I'm not getting emails. And if I do do work, I, I mean, I can do that but no one's going to respond. And that, that is really helpful. It's helpful to have the world quiet and it kind of forces you to do the same. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lots of interesting variables and, and just things, but no, overall, you know, it went well um, and we're safe and healthy. Thank, well, thankfully, knock on wood. Um, so yeah. 
That's fantastic. And I, I definitely can understand what you're saying around like the relief almost of not doing this standard holiday stuff that you normally would. Cause that mm-hmm. 2020 was similar for, for my husband and I, which is very much like, Oh, this is bittersweet and sad. Mm. Um, but it's also kind of nice to have no rush. Have yeah. No need to like have a timeline to stick to really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was an interesting, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Christmas of 2021 just mm. for myself because I am very like I have my traditions around Christmas I like I like my Christmas time with family yeah um, yeah so I was surprised at how pleasant it was not yeah. engaging in the standard tradition yeah hopefully a bit of the same I'm so glad to hear that that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as far as this year goes, are are there any, well, I was going to say expectations, but also things that you're observing on your end for yourself or with your clients that <laughs> is becoming a focus? Fatigue. Ah, I uh-huh. I just, uh-huh. reoccurring theme of sessions. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a moment in one of my recent sessions where a client was talking about like leaving the state, driving mm-hmm. to a neighboring state. Um, for, you know, rest and relaxation, still isolated, but mm. just, you know, kind of like getting out of their space that they've been existing in for years and seeing a different area kind of a thing. Mm. Um, and you know, they made a comment about like, you know, I guess if nothing else, I can be grateful that like interstate travel is possible. And I legitimately had a moment of just like, oh shit. That wasn't always the case. Like I yeah. somehow we forgot that whole That's right. Thing. I forgot about that until you just said it. Right. Yes, that's right. I had, it was it was the funniest thing, but I did actually have a moment of like, oh my god, I forgot about that. And kinda of had to say like clearly I have some stuff to like go through outside of session. I'm so sorry my reaction is taking some of your time because it yeah. was that jarring to me. Wow. Um, so you know, it's been a really long time. <laughs> it's been a really long time. And the mm-hmm. amount of folks I'm hearing just like, you know, either saying, I, I hear it's bad again, and I believe it's bad again. I trust this. But man, do I not want to monitor it like I yeah. used to. Yeah, yes. Used to, like, if I think back earlier on in the pandemic, looking at my caseload versus today in mm. the pandemic, looking at my caseload, I think part of some of like my fatigue early on was every session, almost every client would give me a review of the numbers of cases in their area, which was mm. generally pretty close to my area. And it was just kind of like, you know, multiple times a day getting hit with this. Yes. In my professional capacity. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of folks have, not all, but a lot of folks have kind of pulled back from that, mm. at least within my, my sample, my caseload. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of like, yeah, I know it's risky, but, you know, I was working for keeping this to a year or less, not right into year three. Yes. Yep. Yep. It is interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say, no, it is. And it's interesting talking about this with clients at this point. Cause you're right. I mean, initially it was, 
the newness of it all. Right. Right. It was the numbers. It was, you know, and, and then it's, it's certainly, it's come up. I think I know in my work, it's come up just this whole time. It comes up at various points, but you can definitely tell when things are better. And it, like, and I have had sessions where it doesn't come up at all. Like that has happened since March of 2020. And I think that, you know, probably last summer that was the case, you know, as people were getting, you know, more and more vaccinated, um, Delta hit now, you know, with the, the current variant, um, you know, it's it's I think when these variants hit and when they're at their peak, um, it dominates even more. Like if I had to correlate this on a graph, that there probably would be a correlation there. But I guess then the other piece to it for me, too, is you're right. I think, you know, what you said is, is I know that holds true for me and probably for a lot of other providers. Nobody was anticipating this taking years. I mean, it was a possibility. Like I remember early on people raising that possibility, but I think a lot of us were kind of like, uh, shut up. I don't want to hear that. Nope. Yeah, like <laughs> let's just get through 2020. Let's just get through, you know, to the vaccine, let's get to the cure. And then we'll talk yeah. about that. Um, but now we're here and people who were saying that were correct. And we're looking at multi-year, uh, a, a long time and, yeah. um, you know, and yeah, there's a lot a lot more that we can do now. Like I would argue that I think as a whole, it seems that we are in a much better position than we were at one point with the tools that we have, but it is still here. It's, we have even way, you know, way more aggressive forms of it. And we have other issues that have now come out from this that we're having to tend to. So it's like, we're nowhere near out of the woods. And I think right. that it's almost like at times it can be a sense of burnout talking about the burnout. It's like, oh, great. You know, we talked about what it meant for it to be two years. Now we get to talk about what it'll be like for three years. And I can anticipate that we'll be talking about this for four. It's just like, you know, and so I think it just it kind of compounds the sense of burnout. At the same time, I know for me, it, it also depends on the day. Like with in some cases, like I'll be talking not just with, you know, in my work with clients, but in general, like I do not want to talk about this right now. I do not okay. want to. There's other days where like the client brings it up and I'm like, thank God, because I'm wondering about this thing and hearing my client's thoughts on it. You know, I don't go into this with them, obviously, but it is helpful for me as a therapist to hear too. Like, you know, what is my client making of this? How like navigating travel, right? Hearing how my clients dealt with that was really interesting to me because I don't, I don't think there was a right or wrong this, this year. Right. I think it really depended on 18 million variables for each and, and each and, you know, every individual person and to hear how people came to certain conclusions. And, and most of the clients I work with are very conscientious of this, like whatever they decide to do or not do, they're vaccinated. They're, you know, being very careful. Um, so, you know, the, the decisions they're having to make are, are based in science and based in, you know, we're not having debates over the, the baselines of this, um, mm-hmm. you know, so it is so. It, and so there are times where it's, it's actually really interesting and I want to be a part of that conversation. But other points where I don't. Um, one thing I kind of want to rant on just for a minute and that I think we've been seeing we, we were seeing this before COVID. It's not even COVID specific, but now COVID gets tacked onto it. And I want to be careful with this, too, because I do believe in the therapeutic power of memes. So I think memes are very <laughs> therapeutic. You had no idea where that was going until I just said it. Um, so me- memes, I think, are very – it's funny. I've actually had um, with our colleague Monica, I've had mm-hmm. conversations about her with her on this, and I, you probably have, too. Um, for those listening who don't know who she is, Monica is one of our providers, but she's a very, very close friend of Emma came to our group because of Emma. Um, but, uh, but Monica talks about this and I very much agree with her that memes are a way that we process, right? Like, and we see something that someone posts online and a meme goes viral and it becomes popular based on people being able to relate to it. So you see that meme and it's pointing out this, you know, it can be anything from a sort of like Seinfeld 
observation kind of a thing to, you know, it's, you know, dealing with some collective trauma like COVID. Like obviously there's plenty of memes related to COVID, um, but it's, it's us processing. It's us observing and processing and, and sharing these experiences. And it's a great therapeutic way of doing that. So mm-hmm. what I'm about to say, I'm prefacing it with that because I have clients that talk about memes. I have, I have shared memes with clients, which mm-hmm. the ethics of that, I think it's very similar to self-disclosure. If it's helpful to the client and it's focused on the client, Mm-hmm. go for it. If it's not, then don't bring that to your work. Um, but I have clients that will sh- you know, share memes. So it's, it's something that I want to preface this with that said, if I see one more fucking meme about how horrible 2021 was and about how good 2022 better be because 2021 was so bad, I'm going to throw my phone out the window. Mm-hmm. That's a completely reasonable logical reaction thank you and i would not redirect it at all (laughs) (laughs) we said like a mini session but no thank you for that i i am so i have a close friend of mine um local to me too who talks about this and i fully agree with her on it like i I cannot stand this like and it happens like every new year's ever since Mm -hmm. i I, I remember us talking about this last year i think on the podcast maybe we did yes okay just kind of saying hey yeah uh it's 2021 now god what is it it's 2021 now and 2020 didn't disappear. It's not like everything has evaporated and there are no longer any issues. We did talk about this. Yes. Why did we not learn about, like, we did it in 2021? It didn't work out. Just acknowledge that it's not all good. Like, problems will not disappear. Yes. Because a digit changed. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like good and bad, right? The good that, that happened for you in 2021, as well as the bad, like, you're still going to be grappling with these things. And like this whole concept around New Year's, which, I mean, there's a whole, I think, debate around this now, of course, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, how we understand or how we experience New Year's, which is good. I mean, it's a, it's a good conversation that we're having. But I think that there's a conversation around that and just even the role that New Year's plays for people. And I'm not of the mindset that like we need to just like ignore it. Like I, I get why we want to make a thing out of it or why it's, you know, it can be a time to celebrate or a thing to, you know, kind of review the year, review what we're doing. Are we meeting our goals? Are we doing things towards our goal? Like it, it can be a great time of reflection. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think that people get so literal with it. And and we're joking, of course, like, you know, the point of memes that are pointing out this, like the part of it is to be humorous but it's like the joke is dead like you you made the joke right like it was it was funny the first time when i saw maybe it was happening before this but like you know when people couldn't wait for 2016 to end because trump was elected like Mm -hmm. it was funny that time right Mm -hmm. and then like every year since it seems like this is just like the thing around new year's is how shitty this year was and how better this next year you know better be and it's like Mm -hmm. and i also think it's just even though it's all meant to be a joke it's like there is a subconscious component to it that when you see that messaging enough and i think this is where i get frustrated with it like it's like i'm i'm being forced to see this message over and over again that was barely funny to begin with now it's like now i'm internalizing it and i don't want to and it's Mm -hmm. probably not even meant to be internalized but i am internalizing it and it's annoying because I don't want to look at these years in such a black and white way. I don't want to look at 2021 right. as being this. How reductionist is it to say like, oh, <sighs> I know, last year was shit. And it's like, was every moment of your last year shit? Yeah. Right, right. Really? Like, yes. I would, I would pretty much bet all I have that every single moment was not shit. Yes. You know, like. Yes. Because I, I do agree. I can find myself kind of falling into that. Like, well, this year, this last year was so absolutely horrible. And it's like. Well, let me actually think about it. And I yes. <laughs> did actually um, 
of course, it correlates to when the memes were mm. really coming out. So it was mm-hmm. end of the year doing a bit of reflection on it because I felt myself thinking, yeah, you know, fuck 2021. Mm. And I had to reflect on it a bit. It was like, I got to like be with family. Yeah. Yes. Like that was kind of cool. Yes. I didn't have that in 2020. Mm-hmm. I, automatically for me like that was a good year mm. I, I had mentioned the loss of my husband's family before mm. it was sad of course however I did kind of sit with the privilege of like how lucky we were that we happened to have experienced a loss at a time where we knew with a level of certainty that we can have services right yes, yes. Dollar, which luckily was you know her wishes so mm. no conflict there mm. but like I'm thinking back to early 2020 early 2020, I forget my years, really, um, how many people were losing someone COVID-related or not, mm. um, unable to have services or unsure. Like, I, I still have clients who are just getting around to the services for people that they lost in 2020 or 2021. That's right. That's right. And it's like, you know, how, how lucky we were that we got to go to some services. And, you know, yeah, we had a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did get the experience of crying in a mask and can confirm that I don't want to make my clients do that for in-person sessions because it's not mm-hmm. totally pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. You know, like yep. that in itself was a level of like something I can be grateful for, I guess. Um, and that was just like the month of December. Yeah. There were so many moments in 2021 that I legitimately enjoyed that mm. there were moments I felt freer than I did the entirety of 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, it makes me kind of, in a way it kind of makes me angry to reduce it to like, it was a terrible year. Yeah. Terrible things happened. There were definitely moments of the year where I felt quite miserable with just like another year with no travel, you know, just, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot that I didn't enjoy, but there was so much good. Like the, I did get to see some level of improvement. I got vaccinated. Mm, yeah like yes that was great yes you gained multiple layers of protection against this ongoing virus in 2021 yes it's infused a bit more you know if i think of 2022 i guess the thing that while i have that sense of fatigue Mm. i also feel a bit more hopeful with like Mm. for myself in the sense of like i am continuing to take care of myself um Apparently, my husband and I are feeling a bit hopeful. We have a trip scheduled for Uh later in 2022. Uh We are very tentative on it. We have solid cancellation policies in place because we also recognize we're looking to be hopeful, Mm. not deniers. Yes, yes. (laughs) Highly recommend the the cancellation policies. Yes, highly recommend those. Yes, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that makes a ton of sense. And I think you're right. Exactly. Like, you know, really getting into the complexities as you were saying that it made me think, um, you know, one thing that's been helpful um, and kudos to my mom for this. And I, I think she listens to these. So she'll probably hear this. Um, but kudos to her for this, because and for those who also don't know, she manages our social media pages. So both for common sense as a group, but then also for my own practice, she happens to manage mine. And um, her posts are 
very, I mean, that's partly why she enjoys doing it, but partly why I, I love the fact that she does is her posts are very spot on. She, you know, does very well with it. And it's very relevant to things that my clients are navigating, that our providers are navigating. Um, but one thing that I've noticed with the new year, which has been helpful is I'll see posts that she's putting up for our pages. And it's very much sort of the counter to those memes that I was referencing earlier you know, she's found these posts that are basically acknowledging the complexities, right? Like, you know, something like, you know, acknowledge the way that you've grown in 2021 and, you know, um, also what you want to shed in 2021. So like, you know, getting at the complexities of the positives and negatives of the year and reflecting and, um, but much more so in the therapeutic complexity standpoint, um, versus this, you know, 2021 was shit and I don't want to, you know, like it's, which has been really nice. So I will say I've, I've had that to kind of counter it. So thanks mom for that. But like, that's, but I think it gets to what you're saying. It's like, there are so many positive things that have happened for a lot of us, as well as, you know, negative things that continued on and that could, you know, that are happening. Um, and for some people, 2021 may have been the horrific year for them. Absolutely. And, and then that's the other thing that gets, that I get annoyed about with the memes, because, because you're generalizing it so much for everybody. I feel like that takes away space for somebody who truly had an abysmal year, like who truly can say, I want this year done. I want this to be a marking point of, of, of this to shift and change and to be able to, you know, but yeah, I think, you know, and then this all ties into talking about expectations, obviously for ourselves and with each other, but with our clients of, you know, this can be a reflecting point. It can be a point, you know, to, to restart certain goals or certain things that you're trying to do, but also acknowledging that this year is not going to be perfect either. And that this isn't just a fresh start, a fresh start that has to just go, perfectly or has to go in a particular direction that it's probably going to go in ways that you don't expect just like any other year. Um, I think that also becomes part of that, you know, toxicity of like, well, this could be the new beginning and the new start and, you know, sure. But there's lots of variables that probably have to align for a new beginning or a new start in any particular topic or with any particular goal. And just saying that and, you know, trying to make the new year do that, you're probably going to fail. And, and people internalize that of uh, a friend of mine where leading up to the new year it was like you know me and my partner we're gonna improve our communication things are gonna be so much better in the new year and I, mm-hmm. it was legitimately january 1st afternoon i get a text well we had our first fight of the year yeah and yes. it was kind of like and now in my head because we were gonna do so much better this year yeah and i kind of responded with like but what work did you do mm. like what how were you? Ex- no, I didn't say it like rudely or anything, but just essentially, yeah. like, how are you expecting this to change because of the calendar? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, did you yes. two actually develop? I don't know. Fair fighting rules. Mm. Anyone talk about how you're going to argue? Yes. Did you guys yes. talk at all about like I can give you a worksheet on I statements if you will. <laughs> like yeah. You know, what did you do? It's not going to just magically shift. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I think it really nicely demonstrates your point it's just a changing date mm-hmm. yep and if, if for some if it's like no i want to take that changing date to be really hopeful or you know indicative of change awesome yes cool yep. it's going to take more than the fact that we flip the calendar though yeah that's right and i think that's the part where we have to have the follow-through of you know set personal goals set them on january 15th mm. on july 28th <laughs> <laughs> right like, you do you. Yeah. Find a time, set the goal, but then, you know, there's some work involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. If the goal is set up to fail or if it's set up in a way that, that there's a, there's a good possibility it's going to leave you feeling guilt or shame, 
around it, then it's probably like the way you're, the way that you're doing it is probably counterproductive, right? It's yes. not, you know, you should be able to fail. I say should, but you know, you should be able to fail in a way that it's okay to do so. And then, right. You would, you know, redo your time frame or look at what went wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, navigate it differently. Uh, but yeah, what work are you doing around that and leading up to and around that date to make that happen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like quitting smoking. I know that some people swear by cold turkey and that's great. Yeah. That's not going to be great for every person. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do want to be mindful of our time because I know yeah. as we told our, 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 our listeners, we're trying to keep it within half an hour. Um, so about at that point, um, any additional thoughts that we didn't get to regarding the new year or our conversation that wanted to know? Nothing's springing to mind. Anything for you? No. I mean, I definitely want to rant about those memes and about mm-hmm. the sort of new year attitude. <laughs> um, but no, I think we touched on a number of, of relevant components and, um, obviously, we'll keep talking about 2022 as it unfolds in the coming mm-hmm. podcasts. I do have a Black-owned business to spotlight. Oh, go for I it. Like recall it. Please do. Um, so it is another Etsy um, Etsy store shop. I'm not exactly sure what they call them. I really should figure that out. Um, I think it's it a shop. Emma Make Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, unsurprisingly, the owner's name is Emma. So, you know, Emma's Unite and all of that. Um she is from Portugal, and the way she describes her products is primarily contemporary art. Jeepers. Contemporary wall art. Okay. Art wall for some reason. Um, I think I may have acknowledged in the previous episode that there's a certain level of bias because often the stores that I'm highlighting are things that I personally <laughs> like. So, you know. It's okay. Yeah. I think I described the last art style as kind of, kind of whimsical and colorful. Mm. Same applies here. So I very much have a type. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's new year, new calendars. There are some printable calendars that are very cool, just like interesting shapes that kind of make me think of like, what is it, eighth or ninth grade biology class? I don't remember. Mm. Some of them are very shape, like that mitochondrial almost. <laughs> I don't know. Some have very pretty florals. Some are more landscapes. Um, and then some of the designs have been turned into like scrunchies and headscarves. Um, I think probably my favorite item, which is unfortunately irrelevant to me, um, is this, it's very cute. It's an A to Z poster set. So it's Mm. all of the letters, uh, with a corresponding animal. So, you know, A is aardvark, Y is yak, um, I think, and was narwhal, which I just think is very cool. So it's, you know, Mm. very cute art style um i think it would be so stinking cute for like a nursery wall or something like that which is where it's not relevant for me because my husband and i are pretty good on our alphabet so Mm. i don't think it's necessary for us but super cute prints um i highly recommend and it you know her store emma make studio can be found on etsy nice awesome awesome thank you for that emma thank you for sharing absolutely highly recommended beautiful stuff So we'll pick up in our next episode. But until then, please stay safe. Stay safe, Emma. Stay safe, everyone. Yes. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.